Yeah. Yeah. Pro Fan Sports Podcast. Let's get it. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Sean on the mic, very flat, too. Keep you updated, that's what we do. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Pro Fan. Tune into the program. Every single week, get the dope, fam. Yo, 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 what it do, everybody? It's your boy John Altador with Pro Fan Sports Podcast, where the fans of the pros go back at you with another one. My boys, Vlad and Barry, what's good, my dudes? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? We're here, episode 33, uh, another uh, week and another episode for our fans, so I'm excited to, to be here. We're on that 33. Episode 33, uh, Larry Bird. Yes, yes, Larry Legend. Kevin right. Folk. Kevin Folk, yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Two Z- of my favorite guys. Right, right. Zidane Chara, Bird Chara. Uh, Jamal Adams, there's a bunch of 33s out there, so yeah, 33 is sure. a good number for, uh-huh. for sure to be, uh, to be, a, to be an athlete. So definitely shout out to those guys. Those are all really, uh, good players and have been successful in their career. Facts, man. And, um, remember, Follow us on social media. We're everywhere. We're on Instagram, profans underscore sport. We're on Twitter, profansports. So that's twitter.com slash profansports. Uh, Facebook.com slash profansports. We're on YouTube. And please, if you're watching, please subscribe to YouTube to YouTube channel right now. Um, you know, it helps us tremendously. Uh, it helps push us to what we're trying to get to. So YouTube.com slash profansports. Uh, we drop every Tuesday morning on all major platforms. You think about it, we're probably there. Uh, and our videos drop on two, uh, on Wednesdays, actually, every Wednesdays. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You can press the notification bell on the YouTube so you can get all the, um, notifications. Right. Um, so not only is it, episode 33 it's actually gonna drop on um on um november 3rd which is election day in this country it's a huge day yeah it's been one of the biggest days of our lifetime and at least of this uh generation and as far as how i see it so no it's a pretty significant day in this country without a doubt i keep hearing that man a lot of people are saying this is the most um significant you know election in our lifetime like what what do you guys think about that um and, and are you voting I can't vote. You can't vote? No. Why is that? I'm not a citizen. He ain't a citizen yet. So he's an immigrant of the country, but yet you're a engineer in this country, right? Which yeah. is pretty dope. You that's know, awesome. So this is a, I know, that's what's up. Big shout out yeah, to, um, to you on that. Like, I'm a former good immigrant. Shit, I'm a former immigrant, and I became a citizen when I when I turned 16. Um, so I've been voting for a little while. Um, Bear, you voting? Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm yeah. voting, of course. How long you been voting? I've been voting for about eight years now. I think the first time I voted uh, was when I was 20 years old. And uh, yeah, that was, I believe, um, for Obama's second term uh, coming up. So uh, yeah, that that was my first uh, time voting. Yeah, I mean, we're all fairly young. So Vlad, have you ever gotten a chance to vote? And um, will you be able to vote anytime soon in the future? I don't know when I'll be able to vote, but I have never voted. Yeah? No. Um, and what does that mean to you, though? Would you like the ability to vote? Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, but I think what I would want to say is that I hope everybody out there is going to vote. And um, whether it doesn't matter who you're voting for, as long as you voice your opinion, not everybody gets to do that. And especially living in the United States where you get 
you it's it's a privilege to be able to vote and it's a right to be to it's also your right to vote but a, a lot of countries don't get that privilege and um and and you shouldn't take it for granted and i think anybody that's listening today um please go out there and vote if you haven't voted already i hope i hope everybody that's listening to us actually went out and voted early um because the polls will be very long um on tuesday um so please if you haven't voted please go out and vote yeah, yeah I, absolutely I, mean, I went out there and voted already man so i feel no pressure for the third you know but if people are were lackadaisical or you know didn't have time make sure you make time on tuesday um you know to go yeah, out there and vote early, tuesday you know what I'm morning um i think for me right I, as a you know i'm an immigrant of the the country i um definitely consider myself that i'm also a citizen of the country you know what i'm saying so i am a haitian american you call it right um but four years ago when the election happened i also voted then um and i remember you know the feelings i had when i voted then you know what i'm saying and, and the results that happened you know i um i definitely kind of like felt out of place i don't know if you felt like that vlad like I don't know. I, I felt worried about, you know, my people worried about, you know, friends that I know that didn't have like a citizenship status here. Um, if they were going to come under scrutiny or, or like be, you know, taken out of the country. Um, I saw a lot of jokes being made about, you know, immigration and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm an immigrant and I'm a, you know, a, a, a son of immigrants. So, you know, it definitely affected me mentally. And um, I, I don't think the effects have um, quite dissipated since then. Yeah, I mean, definitely the results of the last elections were not favorable to me and to anybody of my skin color or anybody of my ethnicity. So it definitely had me worried and not happy. And I can imagine if I was able to vote, how disappointed I would have felt. Um, but I think this this is exactly why this election is so important. I think last election, a lot of people either didn't vote or voted for a third party just because they didn't like um those two candidates but sometimes we are put in a situation where we definitely have to make a choice that's favorable to most people um yeah. and we we can only think about ourselves we gotta think about the world and the future and what we want and if you haven't been happy the last four years i hope there's no way you're gonna miss a chance to make the to vote and to make the right vote this time around yeah for sure man no, absolutely but yeah barry do you have anything to add to that um just wanted to, you know, really, uh, you know, go along with the, you know, our emphasis of how significant it is, you know, important to, you know, vote and how, you know, people shouldn't take that for granted because not everybody uh, is, you know, fortunate enough to have that opportunity to be able, you know, to, to vote, uh, you know, because everyone has, you know, a different uh, situation and different background and uh in different circumstances, so um, as far as their, their status, so I, I, I think you know for those who like me that I am a U.S. Uh, citizen and uh, was born in this country, so I definitely uh, you know I've always ever since I have been able to vote uh, at eighteen. Actually, started at eighteen. The actual first election that I voted was at twenty, but eighteen was uh, my actual first time like going to a poll on my own and actually being able to, you know, vote in the uh, local election. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, ever since that, I've gone every year, uh, whether it's, you know, a you know presidential election year or uh, just a local election, I've always uh, understood and, you know, realized how uh, important, 
it is and how, you know, uh, you know, fortunate I am to be able to, uh, do that. And that's something I'll, you know, never take, uh, you know, for granted. And that would always mean a lot to me personally. Uh, and that I'll, you know, continue to do every year, uh, moving forward and, you know, always like try to tell people and, uh, tell everyone I know that, you know, can vote to, you know, go out and do it and that your vote counts and your vote matters because some people think that, oh, uh, you know, what does it matter if I go out and vote, uh, you know, this person is going to win anyway or such and such is going to uh, win anyway and the result will be this. But, you know, people have to get out of that uh, way of thinking and that mentality and just, uh, you know, go out and control what they control and, you know, go vote and make your voice heard and uh and and get your um and 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 get you know your voice out there so i think that um you know with you know with doing those things and just uh being able to spread that knowledge to people uh it's always something that i've valued a lot and that you know i'll continue to value moving out forward so i'm looking forward to voting this uh, election on a on Tuesday morning as soon as the polls open. Yeah, man. Um, you said something important. Voting for local is definitely um a lot more important at times because that actually, you know, um really affects exactly what happens to you in your community. So, um, I can't stress that enough. I, my first time was um second term for Obama. Um, because you know I was too young to vote before then. Um, no, no, I was old enough to win to to vote, but then um. I knew Obama was going to be president. I was just like first black president. Everybody was just like, you know, time for change and stuff like that. So I'm like, there's no way this guy's going to lose this election. But um, the second time I was just like, well, it would be unfair if you, you know, gave Bush eight years and give this guy four years when he's actually doing good. Um, right. You know, but those are my opinions. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, You know, our show's definitely a sports show, so we don't want to get into, you know, the p- politics all the time but we feel like it's definitely important when things like that come around you know that we talk about it we touch upon it for a little bit at least you know because at the end of the day these things do affect us no matter if we're entertainers or not you know um big facts you know well let's bring it back to sports actually 90 percent of the nba registered to vote so yeah, shout big out shout out to, to um, the nba guys you know um and, and making the initiatives people like Jalen brown um chris paul and them you know they they LeBron. banded together and did some really good stuff lebron he has yeah, a whole organization vote, um thing that he was doing yeah. right um lebron has a whole made a whole organization you know um, i think it's like change the vote or something like that um but if you want to look you can look it up um for yourself these guys are active in the communities and doing some stuff man and um we're gonna move into a. Uh, the regular, you know, pro fan sports podcast show. Um, we're going to be talking about the NFL, uh, the NBA and MLB and soccer, of course. Um, B Money got a person for you this week, and then we got a question. Um, and um, let's get to it, man. So, to the NFL, um, New England Patriots. So, some news with the New England Patriots uh, this week. And um, they didn't have Julian Edelman, um, he had a knee issue. Um, he's potentially out for the rest of the year, um, of the season, I mean, um, which is actually pretty crazy. Uh, Stephon Gilmore injured his knee in practice and wasn't able to play in the Buffalo game as well. And Nikhil Harry had, uh, he suffered a concussion against the 49ers, so he couldn't play either. Um, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of questions throughout the week, man, you know, nationally, locally about Stephon Gilmore, um, when it comes to the positioning of the team. You know, with the record they got right now, with the way things look 
you know, on the field into the future. You know, um, the big question is, should they look into trading um, Stephon Gilmore? And I wanted to know your thoughts about that. A hundred percent, trade him, trade him now. Um, yeah, I know he's injured, but your your you the situation that the Patriots are in at two and five, where it's the the chance of making the playoffs and making a real push for the season is very slim. Get as much as you can for Stephen Gilmore right now. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I I think not only should they look to trade him, they should look to trade just about anybody on this roster at this point and and look to blow it up because I think pretty much for this team the you know season's just about over and they you know guard should you know be rebuilding and trying to position themselves on uh you know in the future and as far as getting a high you know draft pick and and next year's draft and accumulating uh draft picks um you know as much as they can uh send whatever you know pieces and assets and that's obviously the biggest asset in Stefan Gilmore that has the most value that you know you can give away uh you know that they, they definitely should be looking to do it I was hearing earlier today that um they, they're you know not looking to be active sellers uh at the deadline the reports on that and I kind of laughed at that too John but I think after today's uh game I'd be surprised if this team uh, doesn't make um, any moves and uh, doesn't trade any, uh, you know, but players away, away at Tuesday's trade deadline. Right about Sunday's game, we're gonna get in, we're gonna get into that a little bit. Um, but I, I'm definitely with you guys as much as I'd hate to see it. You know, um, you know, at this point, like he's he's gonna be valuable to like a contender or something like that, like oh, yeah. a, a Seattle who has no defense at all. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, somebody that that maybe in contention and need like one more piece in their backfield um i'm sure there's there's somebody out there that could use it you know um it, it just doesn't make sense like for us to keep <laughs> stefan gilmore anymore what are we gonna do with stefan gilmore for the rest of the season like, and he it, hasn't been playing that well either you know right he hasn't exactly. been like the best yeah. player on the field even though he's a you know defensive player of the year um you know he's the reigning defensive player of the year he just hasn't looked looked like it all year and um you know given the situation the team's in it's like Yo, it, it really makes no no sense to keep anybody that's like really good right now. Cause listen, you know the best teams, right? When 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 they lose like key pieces and you know they become mediocre, the best teams that you know turn around the quickest are the ones that that are quick to do it. You know what I'm saying? They're not waiting. You know they're not waiting for anything. They know like this is a man. You know I hate to say it, we're we're in a real rebuilding situation right now. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like we're Absolutely. in a rebuilding situation. Like, don't kid yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we know what good football looks like, and we haven't gotten it all year. No. You know what I'm saying? Sure like, haven't. we've had a couple games that you know we we didn't win, but we were close. You know, we're all optimistic, but at the end of the day, we lost these games. You know what I'm saying? So we we've won a whopping two games this year, and we've scored a total of 49 points in the last four games. <laughs> 49 points. 49 points. Last four and games. that's actually <laughs> um, the lowest I'm stretch. Unreal. Unbelievable. The lowest stretch in Bill Belichick's um, career. And he coached the Cleveland Browns. Um, I know. This is crazy, guys. <laughs> it's like, this is a weird and really awkward and odd feeling to see a Bill Belichick coach team rebuilding and be two and five, three games under 500 at the halfway point of the season. Like, uh, I thought I would. Yeah, I know. I know this team. You know what I'm saying. I lack some things, lack of a lot of things, and uh, and and in a lot of areas. But it's just like so surreal 
that a, you know a, a great head coach like Bill Belichick would be coaching a team that is <laughs> as bad as the Patriots are, and and that is you know pretty much we rebuilding. I never thought we'd actually re- rebuild with Belichick here, but that's what it looks like as of right now. And yeah, it's just um just kind of sickening it and processing it, and it's kind of like just like damn, like we're really. You know, this is really happening right now. It's a pretty strange feeling that I'm sure we have never felt before uh, in the Bill Belichick era and thought I would, you know, we would never see to this point. Yeah, man. Um, they're, they're two and five now, and they're number three in the division um, behind uh, Buffalo, Miami. And the only reason they're above the Jets is because they haven't won a game and they're historically horrible um oh and eight two games ahead of the jets um, i don't know i don't know how their coach is still coaching but i'm definitely sure they are tanking for trevor for sure oh absolutely they have to be you know um which is kind of crazy because they just picked sam darnold in the the first round a couple years ago you know and i thought you know he had he, he looked promising but you know not, you know enough about the jets um let's go into uh the the patriots recap versus the bills man um, so the Patriots lost to the Bills um, at the Bills house for the first time since 2011. Yep. Um, and the score was um, 24 to 21. Um, we saw, uh, you know, we saw a good played game for majority for a lot of the game. I wouldn't say majority. Um, the Patriots had a chance to win it at the end there. And um, Cam Newton fumbled the ball um, maybe around like the 12 yard line or something like that, 12, 15 yard yeah, line. In the and, red um, zone, well in the red zone. You know, zone, well in the man. red zone. And, um, you know, Patriots lose it in, in um, heartbreaking fashion. There's so many things I feel like we can pick on the coaching side of the ball as much as we can pick on Kim Newton. Um, we, Josh McDaniel's plays, play calling on third down was really poor as well. Um, and our defense, we have nobody to stop the run. We don't have uh, we don't have a linebacker that can stop the run, and it was also weird. The Patriots was playing with seven defensive backs and on 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 the field, so there was really nobody. Yeah, there was there was really nobody to stop the run. So it was it, it, it was it was a bad game all around. Um, I, we still had a chance to win it at the end, and unfortunately, we didn't. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, it, it, it's an extremely disappointing and discouraging uh, and just you know frustrating game for the New England uh, Patriots I think they honestly beat themselves this game and you know that they didn't get beat by the you know the Buffalo Bills I think the Bills slightly played you know better than them but I think it was a pretty even game for the most part uh, you know with the exception of the uh, end of the game uh, obviously with you know Vlad just said with the turnover that cost us and the Kim Newton fumble, uh, you know, did they, you know, at least they did show, uh, you know, more pride and heart and they competed, uh, a lot better than they have in the last several weeks, uh, you know, because I didn't feel like they did that ever since even the Kansas City game. They've had three consecutive, uh, really bad games that they have. It didn't look like they, you know, played well and, and played hard. I thought, you know, at least we saw, you know, that that, you know that was more evident uh, today in, during the Bills uh, and the execution. You know was was better. I mean, obviously they started off pretty slow in the first half and didn't really play um, that well offensively. Uh, the defense kept them in it in the first uh, half, but even with the defense, like 
Jeez, so, like these guys, the Buffalo Bills are running down, running the football right down their throats all game long, and they were gaining what, like at least six, no, seven, eight yards of carry. It was like they would pretty much like almost get a first down every time they'd run the ball. It was, uh, you know, extremely frustrating to to watch that, and like the these guys were missing so many tackles, particularly. Juana Bentley and uh, as my boy DJ B Dog was saying that Juwan Bentley couldn't even tackle a cold like <laughs> like this guy was straight god awful and atrocious today like he missed so many tackles and uh and, and right he just looked really <laughs> I don't even think bad's uh where he looked abysmal <laughs> like like it was it was horrendous how bad. You know, he played in how, you know, bad the tackling was for the Patriots. I thought they did, you know, a little bit of a better job outside of him, but there were still some guys that missed tackles. Uh, I mean, I thought the secondary played pretty well, um, particularly, and, you know, uh, Adrian Phillips, who played a lot of uh, linebacker for us. I, and he's actually a safety. That goes to show you our depth at linebacker as far as how thin it is. Uh, but, you know, it still just wasn't good enough to win the game, and they just honestly didn't make enough plays and uh, enough winning plays to win the game. I was kind of actually impressed with the offense as far as how they've been able, were able to move the ball in the second half and actually score points because I didn't even think they would score uh, 21 points. I thought they would, <laughs> they'd even struggle to make it to, like, 13 points or, you know, or, or even get to double digits because I didn't really expect too much from uh, them as depleted as the offense is and as depleted as that receiving core is playing all guys that were undrafted. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, at least Jacoby Myers played pretty well. I was happy with what I saw from him. Him and Kim looked like they had a good uh, rapport and good connection. Um, you know, as well as the other guys made some plays uh, too, the other receivers. Uh, but, you know, it just wasn't enough. And I just feel like, you know, this pretty much, much I hate to say, kind of ends their season. Because, uh, I mean, they were really playing for uh, their season and a chance to, you know, stay alive, not only in the division, but, uh, you know, but also for a wild card, uh, you know, spot. And I think this game by losing, it, it today, it kind of pretty much puts them out of it to a point where I'm even questioning whether they should still even play Cam Newton moving forward because I don't see this team, uh, you know, going anywhere or even making the playoffs and finishing uh, five, 500. I think they're going to finish under 500 and, uh, you know, and, and not really do too well the, the rest of the way. So I'm extremely frustrated in what I've uh, seen to this point from this team and uh, it's just disappointing uh, as far as how the game ended and how they blew a golden opportunity to steal a game from the Bills and uh, and put themselves in a much better situation, uh, you know, in this season. So, uh, yeah, it's just it was a terrible way to, to end a game that they should have honestly won. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm definitely uh, <laughs> a lot of disappointments, man. Um, I know Cam Newton, he... He, um, I don't think he played mistake-free football because uh, he made some mistakes for sure. Um, and I think, you know, he's, he's missing some stuff, man. You know, like checking plays at the line, you know, um, 
McDaniels making some of the the calls he made like third and three or something like that, where where um, Cam Newton gave James White the ball to go right down the middle, which you know I found questionable. Um, and then later on yeah, they had the same really weird. kind of play, and Cam Newton actually, um, you know, he actually called out of that, and he 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 did a little pitch to work Rex Burkhead instead, and I'm just like, why why isn't that happening like the whole game? You know what I'm saying? Like what what is missing? Um, he's definitely not not accurate, and you know, don't get me wrong, I like Cam Newton. You know, um, without him, I don't think we we were even like in the game today. Um, but also, you know, big props to um Damian Harris. You know, he had you know yeah. over 100 yards and 16 carries only you know and he he looked he looked like the real deal out there you know what i'm absolutely. saying um best player I think, on offense for real, he was down. definitely the best player today yeah, no doubt um, absolutely i think the coaching staff has been making some really questionable calls I, for me you know, i think it's season. the lack the lack of confidence in in um kim newton i think yeah. the lack of confidence in kim newton being able to Throw the ball down the field without making an interception without without I mean, a turnover. I mean, he's inaccurate as hell, bro. Yeah. Like, I mean, some, he is. like oh, there was God, there was this little pass in the flat that James James White went out for, and he he had the the first down by a mile, and Cam threw it wide to the sideline, and I'm like, dude, like James White is like right there, you know what I'm saying? He's like, like there, was no I, one there. there was no one there, bro. I'm like, I was like, what? Down, what was that? Exactly. You know. That was, um, <laughs> And it's it's stuff Horrible. like that, you know, that like like dude, like the act there's accuracy issues for sure. Um, but then, you know, again, you know, he'll scramble and then throw a little pass to to Ryan Izzo to pick up a first down, you know what I'm saying? Like improvise where he gets out of a tackle and it's like his, you know, brilliance and then <laughs> wild play, you know, inaccuracy. Um Right, the, a lot of the, ups and downs. Yes, man. Particularly in this game, for yeah, for sure. We went, we went for two after that that touchdown to Jacoby Myers. No, no, after um, after was that Damian, Damian Harris, Harris, a Russian touchdown. Yeah, um, Jacoby Myers that, got yeah. the two point conversion. I didn't agree with them going for two points right there because I felt like they had a lot more time left in the game to actually, you know, um, just take the points. At listen, man, this whole year I'm just like, dude, just take the points when it's there because like a few games ago and they went for it. I'm like, why, why are they doing that? You know. Cause we have like a whole second quarter left, and then they did um they did the onside kick. Like Vlad said, took the whole momentum. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the Buffalo Bills is running it down your neck. Why would you want to give them a short field after you scored a touchdown? That doesn't make any sense right. to me. It's like you're you're gonna catch them off guard. Like how many? What are the odds of that play um working out in the NFL? Very yeah, slim. no, very slim. And very slim. No, I, absolutely, John. And like, I get that the Patriots were desperate to, you know, a desperate team and desperate to win this game. But yeah, I, I agree. I don't agree with that uh, onside kick call. Bro. Like that, that was, I think, one of the biggest mistakes by far of this game. That was just as bad as Cam Newton's uh, fumble. Uh, because yeah, they just didn't make any sense why they they, they did that from a football standpoint because like their defense had been playing well up until that point and they just tied the game and just drove at a good drive offensively and uh we put points up on the board so right yeah, I, I don't see bill's logic or the special team coach whoever that is i don't really see their reasoning and why they would call an onside kick at that point of the game yeah i mean the last time i've seen something working like that um correct me if i'm wrong um but i haven't seen that since sean payton did it in the super bowl you know, like a play like that in that scenario working, you know, on, on the side of the team that just scored. Like, I I just haven't seen it, you know. Um, you saw the, the, the Falcons mess up like a, you know, a onside kick, 
you know, but well, they, they were scared they were coming. Heads, you know what I'm saying? It's like exactly. you expect that from the Falcons. For you, real. you know what I'm saying? So like, I, I didn't, I didn't get that at all. Um, and then at the end there, when we're when we're going down the field to win the game, um, the last, um, the last frame of the game there, I don't understand why we didn't actually take a shot. You know, we were like 15 yards. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. take a shot. You know, go run, run whatever play you got to run. You know, on second or whatever, at least take a shot. You know what I'm saying? Um, Check out. They didn't take many shots. They could have taken more than they, more than listen, one shot. You, Jacoby Myers had been getting open all game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's yeah. the other thing. Why, like? I said it last last podcast. Why in the hell have we not been using Jacoby Myers all year? I don't understand that. You know, because it seems like Cam Newton has a rapport with him. He's really like, the only weapon out there. If he's, he was our exactly. only weapon out there. Why have we not used him? Demer Bird also had a, a couple of good catches. He had catches. a decent game. Yeah, right, right. But he made some plays. You know, he made some timely play. I'm not even going to say Myers, decent game. But Myers definitely was the one target that you can tell Kim Newton had a rapport with and a trust, trust Listen, in that, the guy gets that open he wanted to throw to. And he catches the ball wherever you throw it in his vicinity. That's what you need. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hands, like on that, on that two-point conversion there, that guy almost makes a pick. He just like reaches in there and grabs it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to say effortless, but like he may, he looks, it made he it looks look the part. You know what I'm saying? I'm not no, saying no. he's a number one receiver, but he's a solid number three at least. You know what I'm saying? Why has right, he not? A complimentary been, receiver. The man bird is not, is not a number one receiver. He's not Hell a number no. two. He's not a number three. He's like a number four. At best. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like at best. You know, and Julian Edelman is not a number one. You know, now he's not even a number two. Maybe a number three now, you know. Um, and then I don't Nikhil know about that when he's healthy, he can be a number he's two. Not he's not healthy. We're talking about when he's healthy. When, when I mean, I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about when he's healthy last year, the years he did that. I'm talking about the state of his career right now. And, you know, it just hasn't looked good all year. And, I mean, he was out this game, you know, so. I think if he's right, he could be a number two. But I know I hear with, uh, what you're saying. He hasn't clearly been right for a while. And that's why he didn't play and had the, the knee surgery. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's crazy that, you know, the, they waited this long to put Jacoby Myers in and give him this number of snaps and have him uh, this involved in the offense. They should have been had him in the offense, like, it so makes no like sense. The whole the whole year, exactly. Especially since they're playing a bunch of practice squad receivers. A bunch of guys that they promoted from the practice squad ahead of him and guys that shouldn't even be on a game day roster. Like, I'm Listen. looking at the depth chart and I'm like, how the hell are these guys on an NFL game day roster? They wouldn't even make any other NFL team. Listen, man, at this point, like... You know, people might might hate what I'm about to say, but like that kid Isaiah Zuber, I play over Nikhil Harry. Like the guy has caught every single pass he's been given this year, and it's like if you guys, if you got live bodies like that, why are we not throwing them? You know, why are we not scheming stuff for them? And it's frustrating because I look at other teams, you know, like the 49ers that came through last week, and it's like unknown guys just come out of nowhere and they just like but killing I, us. I think it has something to do with the quarterback play as well. I think. If there were, if there was more consistent quarterback play, I think that would open up for some of those guys as well. And as much as I think he doesn't have good receivers, but I think the quarterback play has been poor. Really, I mean, poor. absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Right. Right. You know, we definitely have to hold the quarterbacks accountable as well. Yeah, and that that brings me back to to what Barry was saying. You know, it, it might be time to think about putting Stidham out there. With listen, we're two and five. Yeah, you know what I'm I saying. Like this point, might as well. Like even if we get into the playoffs, what are we gonna do there? 
Exactly. What one in done. You'll be what one in done. You're putting a lot of effort into nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least let's see what Stidham has. You know what I'm saying? Like right, I'm right. not saying you know he's better than Cam Newton, but at this rate, it's like yo, we need we need some kind of you know better place, some kind of change, something you know. Um, and I know Bill Belichick already said that um Cam Newton is the quarterback. We play the Jets next. Um, I'm sure that's gonna be you know. <laughs> I don't know, judging by all the games we've played this year, that might be a competitive game, you know. So <laughs> I don't see it against the damn Jets. Like, yeah, man. Um, be a team that were almost as bad as. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I can't believe they actually had that game on Monday Night Football. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. The Patriots and Jets, like, on Monday Night Football. What was the NFL thinking scheduling that game as a primetime Monday Night Football game? Like, don't that's... be surprised if they flex it. No, they don't flex. Yeah, they don't, they they don't flex like Monday, Monday night, night games. No, no. My Sunday nights they can, but not Monday nights. Yeah. They, so they, 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 they need to change that, that the NFL and make it so that Monday night games can be flexed too, because they shouldn't be that bad of, of you know two teams <laughs> that are that bad playing on a Monday night football game. Like that should never happen in the NFL. Point blank. Period. Hey, like, if you like, want like a good that, product, that, 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 that's terrible that we're about to see that. If you if you want a good product, they might want to think about changing that, you know, for sure. Um, yeah, seriously, right. I mean, <laughs> so we're playing the Jets next. Um, so, I mean, we lost to the Bills 24-21. Um, if you want to check the recap, do a highlight or something like that. But, you know, it, it wasn't our best game. Um, but we're going to move on to the Jets now. Um Oh, you know, who are 0-8 now as of today because they played Kansas City Chiefs. And um, obviously, you know, they Oh, lost, yeah, of course you know, they, they lost. Would, right, I don't right, think right. They, there was that any was a chance in hell they would have won that game. Hell no. Um, but the Jets are playing at home. Um, they're 0-8, and we play them next. Um, what are you guys seeing for that game? I mean, we better win that game, I I think. I hope Kim, I hope they keep Kim you in. I just, I I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know how much... Um, Stidham has and how Stidham can improve the offense. I do think that Cam didn't play for how many games did he miss last year? He missed like all basically the whole year last yeah, year. Yeah, basically. And, yeah, pretty much. And he missed a couple of games the year before too? Yeah, he missed like half the season. So that's like a year and a half out of football. So I think, I, and I remember when Brady came back after his um, um, ACL injury and it's it, it took Brady a little bit to like get comfortable and get back into the swing of being. I'm not gonna compare Brady. Yeah, he, he never looked like that. No, exactly. no, no, no. Right. I, know, I know, I know, I know. Like, boy, but, but those are two different players, right? Brady yeah, is the greatest of all time, and Kim Newton is not the greatest of all time. So I do. Ex- I didn't expect him to look like that either. But I'm I'm gonna give it to him that being a year out of football, a year and a half out of football, and coming to a new team, a new offense. I just think, because some of New- Kim Newton's decision-making, the way he's playing right now, is not just it's not just bad decisions. Some of it is, you can tell he's uncomfortable. He doesn't have the, the same confidence that he usually has. He had a hole open um, during the Bills game where he, he was going against a, a, um, a safety. And usually, Kim Newton will just run that safety over. But, like, he... He, you you saw him like thinking about it, you know what I mean. Right, so I think right, so right. I think I think part of it is not just it's not just like he sucks. Part of it is this is a guy that's been out football for four for for an, a year and a half, didn't have an off season. 
Man, he fooled us, team. man, because I saw to, those highlight tapes. To a new team, you know what I mean? So I think I think all that has something to do with this. So I do think Belichick is going to stay with him, and I think the Jets is going to be a good medicine to get back on a get back on a, on the winning side of things. We'll be three and five. If yeah, hey, right. three, yeah. three and five. <laughs> like, geez, that's what we are right like. Uh, like right, like as if that's something to be excited and happy about, right? Like, damn, I know that this really sucks, man. Like, geez, like not, not, not. I feel how New York Jets fans have been feeling the the last few years when not, their team not yet. Sucking. Not for me, man. I don't think so yet. You know what I'm saying? We you winning, don't think so. We've been winning so long, dude. Like, if we have a losing season, like, okay, we have a losing season, but something's got to be done about it. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, okay, cool. You're gonna have a losing season, but what what are we doing next year to make sure that that doesn't happen? How are we repositioning ourselves to get back into this thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously one of the biggest needs we we definitely need a quarterback, man. How how do we go about that? You know, we need to start identifying these things like right now because we it obviously can't wait, man. No, for sure. And I mean, no, I hear what you're saying, John, but it's been frustrating that they don't haven't done anything to this point to do that and honestly i don't know how i feel as far as um even you know in the drafting stuff as far as bill being able to draft he hasn't drafted one i think that's part of the thing let's put this team in the position is the misses that he's had on these, these all these draft picks that have just underachieved and underperformed and not been uh as good as you know they you know he expected or or the team expected so i think that's part of the you know re- reason why you know where two and five and where we're building because at some point we're gonna need to you know draft well and 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 get some more uh talent in, in here through that because i mean i don't see how else we'd be talent because we don't like spending a lot in free agency or uh or, or really trading too much you know for big, big names so uh i, I, I don't Honestly, I don't know how I feel about um, you know, about those things moving forward. But I mean, we'll just have to wait and see how uh, how that goes, um, and and if we can ride the ship uh, somehow, because it's sinking and it's sinking real fast right before our eyes. Listen, man, come next year the draft, dude. I don't want to see. Pay, I mean, I don't want to see Bill Belichick's dog on the TV, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like, please take this shit seriously, bro. Cause, right, right, like, exactly. that shit right there. You know, for one time, you know, I'd like to see the Patriots, like, you know, you know how they do us. They sign all our coaches every year. Like, we need to go somewhere and grab somebody that actually knows how to, like, draft, you know, better, you know, draft. I don't understand what's going on in Pittsburgh. They always draft like the best receivers. Like every year, some no name ass person, exactly personnel. Right, right. Do something, you know, because like what we've been doing that for years, it might have worked because you know Tom Brady was here. You know, he he made up for a lot of stuff. You know, he made up for a lot of lack of talent that we had. But now he's gone. We need to re-strategize, rethink the way we're doing things, man. For um, real, facts. But I think I think we were talking. We were supposed to be talking about the the Jets, um, and we took it elsewhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I know. But I'm not really listen. looking forward to, to, to this game. But right, uh, they, yeah, they 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 should honestly win this game. I mean, it's not saying much being the Jets. They had better not lose this game, or else that would by far be the worst loss in the Bill Belichick era of the New England Patriots hands down without a doubt exactly even his whole coaching head coaching career but that would be the uh the, the worst loss uh if they do lose 
somehow lose this game to the Jets, but uh, yeah, even them beating the Jets, this still doesn't really change my mind and change what I think about uh, the team overall. But uh, honestly, the Jets are, you know, rebuilding even more and even worse than us and uh, and not and even we're in a worse position and are clearly tanking, as John said. So the, the Patriots should be able to win this game, but they still, you know, they need to play better and, uh, you know, and, and just in, in need to, you know, execute and, and, and both on all three phases and, um, you know, and then continue to, to, to keep, keep competing. So, uh, and they, they need, they can't take the Jets lightly. So, cause right there, not that much better than, the Jets, so they actually have to uh, go out and play, uh, you know, a 60-minute game, uh, you know, moving forward uh, next week on, on Monday night. Yeah, man, uh, Monday night's game should be a laugher. Um, yeah, it should you know, be. Patriots just should go in there and handle their business. Um, you know, the Jets have traded people. They've released people. Yeah, they they have not shown any, you know, um, any urgency to win anything. You know, they have not shown that, you know, any urgency to fight, put up anything against anybody all year. You know, um, Sam Darnold is definitely inept. Adam Gase is definitely inept. He needs to be fired. Right, like, I don't know why he hasn't been fired Because they're tanking. Like, why haven't That's they why. done that? They're going to fire him at the end of the year when, when they finish tanking and then pick Trevor Lawrence first in the draft. That's what's going to happen unless Trevor Lawrence decides he wants to stay in college. And doesn't um, want to play for the might Jets. might be the smartest thing for him to do because, like, you know, um, for quarterbacks, you know, the, the starting of their career is very crucial to their success. And if you're going to surround them around losers and, you know, you can't just will your team to win in the NFL if you don't have the talent. You know what I'm saying? As much as um we we um get at Cam Newton, he has nobody to play with. You know, he has nothing. We don't have one notable um tight end. You know, I think we had one healthy tight end today. And we just went into the game just like that. You know right. You don't was, have NFL caliber receivers. Nothing. You know, we have a bunch of, you know, number number three, number four receivers. Like, it's not much better than that. And um, it looks like the guys that have proven themselves are not being used much at all either. Like, James White. I think James White was, like, <laughs> barely got in the game last game, you know. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm watching his plays and stuff. And I, I don't – I just don't understand what's going on. But – um. Definitely the Patriots should I don't know why they're take. not playing him more. Right. That's a fair point and uh, an interesting, the fact that he's not getting more snaps and uh, and getting more touches. He got some touches today and thought he made a couple of, you know, really nice plays. But, yeah, I'm surprised that I have, we haven't seen a lot more of James White because, to me, he's by far their best uh, weapon and playmaker on offense. Yeah, man, you know um, – Whatever happens, um, the NFL trade deadline is actually on Tuesday, no- November 3rd um, at 4 p.m. So depending what, on what the Patriots do, we'll see which direction, you know, they think they can go in, you know, for the rest of the year. If they're trading for people, then they think, you know, they, they're still trying to win. If they don't, then, you know, status quo and <laughs> we're just throwing in the, the, the flag or, or the towel on the season, you know, if they don't make any moves. Um, but. Other teams that are making moves, the Jets traded Jordan Willis to the 49ers. Uh, the Bengals traded Carlos Dun- Dunlap to the Seahawks, which which is a good move for the he- Seahawks because their defense that is a really sucks. Good move. They needed um, another pass rusher too. Right. Um, John Ross um, asked the Bengals to, to trade him, and he's been talking about it. Um, he sucks. I don't know where he's going to go. 
<laughs> um, I'll take, take, take him to do what? To do what? That's not if we much. if we wear like listen a, a contender, John, I, I would love him. Right, John but, Ross is the mere bird. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he would be, he would <laughs> be better a little faster. He, right, would, be, right, he right. would be better than the mere bird on that or on our. Offense. I, I don't if, know if it, we were contenders, but I since mean, we're not contenders, there's no point of getting. Look at the way Cam Newton look. What is John Ross gonna do here? You know, and another we- at least a weapon. Last year he hasn't done shit in Cincinnati. He hasn't done anything his whole career there. You know, um just starting off off his um rookie year. He got like injured like what, the first couple games and then right. play the rest of the year or something like yeah, that. He's and, been um, trash. He's he's def- he's been trash. And I see a lot of Patriots fans that, you know, they're like, Yo, John Ross, what the fuck is John Ross gonna do for us? I think if he ain't he, doing nothing on his right team now, now, but he's like another Nikhil Harry pretty much. <laughs> Honestly. I I would take him if we did if we were contenders since we're not contenders it's it doesn't matter but if we were contenders and, and as bad as we need receivers right now I think that would be an extra hand to to catch the ball I what how much more of a help is John Ross gonna be I I I, I think that's the question no, 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 that, that, that's a fair question help would John that. Ross I think he would be better than what we have right now. And, yeah, uh, and, and that's saying a lot. And yeah, that's, that's, much. that's all you need. That's <laughs> right. all you need. And that's gonna actually help us win some all, games. Like, somebody, he's not a game changing player. He's not a guy that's gonna drastically change your offense and make a difference and make game changing plays. Like if you're thinking he's that kind of guy, you're fooling yourself. Like yeah, that's not Nikhil, who he is. Nikhil, not what he Nikhil, does. Nikhil Harry sucks. Listen. He's out. Well, Edelman is out. So if I need another receiver and he's out there. I would have taken him. What but you just like illustrated said, is how that, terrible are you? And, 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 that's, and that's the point. That's the point of taking somebody that, that's not that good. It's just like taking the guy that we took last year from Atlanta, um, whatever his name is. That guy sucks. No, I, hate, is I hate him. You know what I mean? You and, know what? He's way better than John Ross. Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but, would you take him back? No. No. I agree. Me but all I'm saying... Keep his ass on All I'm saying team is, team if, we, if we were in a contending position and you needed hands out there, that's another guy that you could have taken. But since that's not the situation that we're in. <laughs> Yo, our receivers are so bad, they make John Ross look good. That's, 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 that's fucking be our number one receiver. <laughs> that's nuts. Um, oh, right. John freaking um, Ross, man. Cowboys. We actually talked about him on this podcast. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Unreal. That's right, because we're talking about John Ross. Right, um, right. Crazy man. Uh, other trades. Uh, Cowboys traded Everson Griffins to uh, the Lions, um, and um, a move I actually really like because I, I like. Yeah, I, I like actually do dude. like that. Move I really like Lions. this dude. You know, uh, Ravens. No, that's not what I'm talking about. That's good for the Lions, but the next thing I'm talking about is what I like. Um, Des Bryant is back into the league. Yes, so he signed with the Ravens on their practice squad. Doesn't mean he's you know on the active roster, but that can happen any day. You know, anytime, um, right, anytime. Right. Just because they can, you know. This year, the way the rules are set up, you can activate guy and guys and deactivate them whenever you want. Um, well, that's another guy. The squad. That's another guy if that we, we could have signed if we if we were contender. That I would have loved that we 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 signed. Listen, I think Des Bryant could come into the Patriots right now and be receiver number two. You mean one? <laughs> you mean wide receiver one? Right, right, right. Who's he number two behind? But, but I, was, I, was, I was trying to give Edelman some. He hasn't respect. played. He has. He hasn't mm-hmm. played in a while, so I, it's it's gonna be interesting how fast he can listen rise from the practice squad to the to the actual fifty three men roster. Um, but I'm I'm rooting for him. That's a guy that I like. Um, 
there was a, once upon a time he was the number one receiver in the league. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, he's making one-handed catches in practice. Already, hopefully, so. oh, nice. Yeah. Hopefully, he can get back Working to on his OBJ. There you go. Yeah, yeah. OBJ, hopefully, man. he can get back to half of what he was in his prime. Yeah, man. Hopefully. Yeah, man. I hope so too. I'm glad yeah. to see him back in the league, and hopefully, you know, he it can work out with him and with the Ravens and uh, them. You know, and and his you know opportunity. Uh, to get back in the league, hopefully he takes advantage of it and uh, does well. I I don't know how much of a difference it's gonna make immediately, but possibly it could. Uh, you know, moving forward, if he does actually make the roster, it could, you know, possibly work out for them. So we'll see what happens with that. But welcome back to the NFL, Des Bryant. Facts, man. Um, that's gonna be it for the NFL. We're gonna move into the NBA, where we've seen um some some coaches got hired. Um, you know, some decisions were made, some some big name coaches getting, you know, assistant positions in the league. Um, and yeah, let's get it. So the Pacers hired Nate Boydgren. Is that how you say his Boydgren? As new coach. I, I don't know how, I don't how even you know say how to name, pronounce but, that. Um, yeah, I, no, I have no idea. Are we spelling that right? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. that's the correct <laughs> spelling, but to pronounce that, I don't right, have I don't a clue. know yeah. who, like, yeah, so the, the spelling is B-J-O-R-K-G-R-E-N. Your Yeah, sounds like know, a man. German, like, your my last name, yeah, yeah. Right, but, you know, that's, congratulations that's, to him. I don't that's know. That's mad weird, crazy. It's, ju- uh, it's Juggins, like the lotion. Oh, okay. No, I, 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 oh, I don't, <laughs> He's like, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> hey, at least you tried, but I wouldn't right. even try. At right. least you tried to shoot your shot, man. I was going to say that name should be easy for us, um, Juggins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get it? Um, oh, Jim that's Harris, a good one, John. Huh? Good one. Oh, we don't want to explain that to you. We'll, we'll explain nasty. that to you. <laughs> 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 I, I was, I, I was, you just got it, brother. No, no. And I just got it. I've been getting it. I've been getting it. I was just hoping that's not what you guys are talking oh, about right now. Shoot, nah, Y'all nasty. Oh, you kidding me. Anyways. Uh, oh, man. Oh, man. Whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever his name is. Right. He's uh, 45 years old. I actually like Nate McMillan. You know, he got fired, but. You know, hopefully he lands somewhere. Yeah, um, he hasn't gotten an assistant coaching job right. anywhere. That's he, crazy. He's 45. He was under Nick Nurse as the assistant coach of the Raptors. Um, he, and he was also an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns. So congrats to him. Um, and good luck, man. You know, um, you got your work cut out for you. Uh, Houston hired uh, Steven Silas as a new coach. That's another person I had no idea who they were. Um, yeah, you know, me either. Yeah. Um, he's the assistant coach for the Dallas Mavericks. Um He's considered a offensive genius, uh, apparently, um, and he coached guy, guards like Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, and Kemba Walker. Oh, that's big. Wow, that's that is good, good for him. Wow, good so he's, him. he's a legit NBA caliber coach. If right, he's worked with those guys. Yeah, and I also know he's African American, so you know there's not many other coaches that are African American. So congratulations, that's, that's to awesome. Him. Big shout outs um, to him. Hopefully, sure. you know he does well over there, and you know turns that program around. Or whatever happens with that program, I'm hearing a lot about trades and you know blowing it up. Mm-hmm. And they lost Daryl Morey, who um you know signed with uh, the Philly. With Philly, yeah, yeah. got to deal with Philly. Right, he got to right. deal with Philly. Yep, um, a yep. five year deal. So uh, he's he's in the East now, man. So the Celtics will have to deal with him. But congrats to um Stephen Silas as the new coach. Um, a big name coach got hired as an assistant coach. Um, and he's gonna be under his own former player. And I'm talking about um, Mike D'Antoni. Who got hired by the um, 
by the Nets. Nets. Yep. I was going to say Jets. Uh, <laughs> by the Nets. Um, Nets and Jets, they run. As an assistant coach. And I felt like that that's actually a big, a good move for um, Steve Nash. Because like, you're a rookie Absolutely. in this thing. You know, you need somebody that's actually been there before, you know, on your staff that can guide you. You know, maybe you have different schemes or different part of the game where your ideas come in more. But with somebody like Mike D'Antoni, who's had, you know, had, you know, over 20 year experience in the league. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was a big, big move for him, you know, in the in the um, in the rookie year of his coaching career. So, um, you know. I don't think there's no shame in that for Mike D'Antoni just because it's like that's his former player. And I think maybe he's willing to, like, give the knowledge that he has, you know, to Steve Nash, you know, show him the ropes. Um, yeah, I don't think it's a shame at all. I don't even um, – I, I thought he was going to take a break. I, I thought that there was rumors that he was going to take a break man, like, from coaching and all. So I don't think it's a shame. I think he's probably more than happy to come back and just help. help Steve Nash become uh, a good coach. Right, and not to, no, not to have your name – <laughs> you know, as the person that's taking all the blame for whatever happens, it could also, you know, feel good, you know, yeah, as, but as a position for you to come back into the league. He's a competitor, so I don't think, of course, I don't think he cares But, too much. you know, this year, he's like, yo, I ain't going to have to answer none of the questions this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to have to stand, you know, whenever, whatever so happens. All the post-game exactly. uh, inter- interviews after the game. No, right, but right. this is definitely a good hire for Steve Nash and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, be sure. I hope they even make him the lead assistant on that staff. It would make uh, sense. I'm sure they have a really good uh, rapport and good relationship. Uh, and that's probably sure why he was um, hired by them. And uh, yeah, it, it, and I'm, I'm sure he this was a good gig for him to have until he gets his next uh, head coaching gig, wherever that may be. So uh, no, good move by the Steve Nash and the Nets. So shout out to them. Bro, what the hell was that? Yo, I don't know what was that, man. Yeah. For sure, right? Um, I know. I was trying to figure that out too. <laughs> I, Yo, I don't even. Yeah. I don't even think we should erase that. I, no, like, yeah, we should that's that. why I'm actually gonna keep that right. I think there. it's funny. Um, I think it's really people, funny. Yeah. Um, that are listening, we're, we're actually watching. Um, what are we watching the game? Well, we are watching the the Patriots game, and then the fourth quarter of the, the fifth bit. quarter came yeah. and this this weird ass um you sport know, motorsport came on with the like. It's like a big. It's like a big truck. Pushing dirt around, I, like what was that? Like a, like a semi? Or it's like not Menard. Motocross is bikes. That was like I nah. don't know what that You've was. You've seen that? That truck had like four big ass engines in like, front of it. Yeah, and the engine was. I mean, the the front of the uh, vehicle was moving up and down. That shit. So I changed it to a to a football, and Vlad's like, "Yo, what the fuck is?" Because <laughs> 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 I was looking at it, I'm like, I bet. I'm like, this is a sport? Like, yo, people actually, like... People actually pay attention to that shit. You know what? When I was watching it, what I was thinking, I'm like, yo, I wonder if they make the same amount of money as uh, NASCAR it's called It's called the Lucas Oil Pro Pulling League. The Lucas Oil Pro, Pro Pulling, pulling League. league. Oh, what? It's called... I, I that name. That. That. Sure. That. What? Yeah. It's called Pulling. That's crazy. Pulling. Um, Jeez. You know, so, if you for, have a league for that? Yeah, so for, for y'all that are listening and watching, look up the Pulling League, and you're going to see what that... Yo, look it up on YouTube and you'll see the highlights. God, yo. <laughs> Whatever the highlights are, you see this. Listen, man. Uh, for the pulling league fans, if you're paying attention to our podcast, we just don't know what they're going to offend you. We just don't know what the fuck's going on. No, no, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. We're just not aware of that sport and what actually happens and transpires during, you know, well, while that sport's going on. Yeah, that that's, was. That's not big in our community. No, 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 no,
right? Yes. Like, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what it seemed like, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Going one by one. I don't um, know, man. But no, let's that keep shit was going. funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. That should we spend enough time on right. that. Let's we were talking about um, the Brooklyn Nets and hiring Mike D'Antoni before before that happened. But uh, the Jets actually made another move the where... Um, the Nets. Yes. Did I see the Jets? Yes, you did. Damn. Yeah. Like, why would you guys have two names and, you know, for the same whatever state, you know, so close to each other? Yeah, right. Exactly. And not that close. Right, know, right. For I real. Mean, until, I guess, this year, they both sucked, you know, for the longest. Um, but the the Nets hired um, Amari Stoudemire as an assistant coach. Um, yes, sir. Oh, nice. and, Good you know, for him. I think that's, that's big, too, because I know he was whole- playing in China. The whole Phoenix Suns crew all together. Right. The Ben's getting back together for yeah. real. Yeah, no, that that's good. You know, all they need to do is add um Shaq. what's his name? Not Shaq, the Matrix. Oh Sean Marion. Sean Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would yeah. be dope if they brought him as an assistant coach on uh, the team right right. Then they'd really be able to have the whole crew back together and actually run that same offense, uh you know, with that Phoenix win when all those guys were playing. I don't know if they want to run that same offense because it hasn't won in this league. Yeah, that, um, that, that, that's true. So I, I'd stay away. It's, it's fun to watch in the regular season, though, for sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you a lot of games get, then. Right, right. In the frequency of time they get it, that was beautiful basketball offensively. You know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But I haven't heard anything about a defensive coach yet. So hopefully they get one. Maybe. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure he has defense. one on his staff. Yeah, I'm sure he'll get at least one defensive minded, you know, coach as an assistant on there. So Steve Mash is a smart guy. He'll figure that out. Yeah, man. Um, and lastly, for, for the NBA, uh, the NBA PA are trying to push the start of the 2020-21 season to uh, January 18, 2021, which would be MLK Day. And uh, from what I'm hearing, the players want to start on MLK Day, too. They don't want to start um, in December, yeah, which think, would give yeah. them some more time. I think they, they just need more time to recuperate some of the guys that played yeah. all the way till October. You know, they just need more time, which I'm never mad at. I, I mean, selfishly, I want to watch um nba on christmas day but mlk day sounds like a perfect day to watch nba as well listen man the nba yeah. just just ended so it's right, gonna be right. long for us to you know january is right around the corner yeah well, like, november I don't first see today exactly. right right you know it's, we're in november january is right around the corner and also see. it gives the pandemic more time to chill out because things are getting back things are going back to um, to, one, right, to right. what it used to be crazy right. crazy numbers right so hopefully that gives the pandemic more time to come right do you have another bubble situation because now 32 teams are going to come in they no, might have to 30 teams 30, 30 teams yeah, yeah right, right. Well, i think i think they'll 100 do it i don't see why not it worked exactly it right, worked. Right. No, they I'm saying, like, do they have another bubble because no, they, they have to you know like no, yeah i'm answering your question i'm saying yes they do they have another one oh i'm assuming i'm I'm saying yes. My thing is like to. if you're gonna start up in December, there's 30 teams that are gonna participate. They will need now, to. Not they'll, just you know the, yeah. the amount of teams that were in the bubble. So no, it's only eight. It's only eight more teams. That's a lot more. Heads I know. Though. I know. Right, right, I think right. they can make it happen. You need a second location. I think I they think. can make it happen. You know. Uh, um, I, no, I think. I think the. I think, I think this name is big enough. No, no, think, they could hold 30 teams. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, okay. If that's the case, do do we bring in families? Nah, like, no, no, so you, the you players can't. are gonna go another season, a full Shh. season this time, without any of their families. I mean, they're gonna bring in families just like they did later on in the playoffs. Yeah, right? yeah like, I, like we saw in the bubble. Maybe one or two playoffs. people. I, but I'm definitely curious um to see what what the NBA is gonna do with that. Right, it's there, gonna be tough. You're if right. I'm a player, I'm not gonna be okay with spending a whole season away from. It's my gonna family. be tough. Like, yeah, I'm just not doing that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I'd rather sit out 
or whatever. Yo, I'll retire for this year. You know what I'm saying? I'll be back. <laughs> Sit out a year. Or maybe have, like, limited, uh, you know, family members and you know, I do think- in, in the in, in the bubble, kind of like what they did this year. They could probably put, you know, that to... Uh, to to a minimum as far as how many each player gets to uh to bring because right that's difficult for these guys to go a whole season without seeing any of right. their family because most of these guys are some of these guys are married and have children and have kids and have a wife so you could only imagine how long um and how tough that is to not be able to see them for a long period of time. I do think that they will reduce the games from seventy two to to I don't know maybe no from eighty two no 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 no. It was already at seventy-two. Oh, wow. If they started, if they started in December, yeah. So okay. I think they're gonna reduce it from seventy-two to maybe what fifty, sixty-eight, maybe wow. sixty-two, sixty-five, or yeah, something? sixty-five. Like, cause, cause that's that's a long time from December to for you to be to, away from your January, family. That's so I think oh, I that's think, a whole month of basketball. Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, I think they will reduce maybe ten more, ten more games. They will take out ten, ten more games. So from seventy-two to sixty-two or something like that. Hey man, yeah. whatever happens, man. I I just like. The the bubble was uh, a raving success. Yeah. It had zero cases. Yeah. I definitely would want to see those players. And I mean, we also got to see like more personality on the courts. Um, yes, you know, yes. hearing the guys talk on the courts. Um, the way the guys were interacting with each other outside of the game. You know, you saw who was friends outside of their team and stuff like that. Mm. Um, the camaraderie behind between the guys. Um, I don't know. I, I like that setup, but. You know, we're thinking about families um, coming in, but then if families come in, you got to think about the kids need to go to school. What are they doing? Exactly. Um, you know, right. are they going to be able to do the virtual stuff there? Um, will they be okay to be there, you know, for however amount of time that is? Um, you know, and what's the plan? Is Are we going to get a vaccine soon where, you know, you spend half the year in the bubble and then, you know, you're able to come out like we... We just don't know what's going to happen yeah. with the pandemic, man. No, so sure there's a lot of factors that go into, uh, you know, having this M- NBA season uh, for for next year and what is actually going to be able to happen and uh, and you know and what you know teams and players can and can do. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the NBA comes uh, up with for this next upcoming season. Yeah, man. Um, so. I mean, I definitely want to see the NBA come back. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. In, in, in January, I. I I wouldn't mind seeing them come back in January. I don't need them to rush. Because um, I saw the players, um, like, um, what's his name? Green from the Lakers. Danny Green. Danny Green. Um, he was saying, like, if, if they come back in, in December, like, guys like LeBron will take, like, a month off and, you know, not really play. You know what I'm saying? Um, just because of right. that. You know, need they, that recovery time. You know, right, the older right. guys. Uh, it's just not fair for them, man. Um, but let's move on into the M- MLB where, uh, you know, the season's over. Last yep. time we were talking about um, Game Six of the World Series and um, what we would like to see. You know, I think we all wanted to see a, a Game Seven, uh, but that did not happen. Um, the L.A. Dodgers they they broke a 32 year streak um, and won the World Series. Um, the last time they did that was in 1988. Um, Dave Roberts became the second Black manager and first Asian manager to win um, the World Series. Um, oh, he's Asian. I didn't even know he was yeah. Asian. Yeah, yeah well, he's half, I guess. He was born in Japan. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow, did not know that. That's yeah. interesting. Um, the first black manager actually was Cito Gaston, um, and he was the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays in 1992. Um, and uh, we saw some interesting stuff happen. So we saw, you know, Clayton Kershaw finally got, you know, his his chi- his chip. Um, he yeah. did well. Yeah. You know, he did About well. Time. Yeah, man. Um, and we also saw something else, Justin Turner, who tested positive during the game, which I don't understand. Um, I feel like 
you know, maybe they need faster test results or something because I don't understand no, I, how, you I, know. So they, they did the test and I think the lab got them a false positive or something like that. Mm. And then when they, they had to like redo the test again and then by the, they couldn't get the result until the lab couldn't provide them the results until the game had already started. So once they got the results, it was positive. So they had to pull him out of the game. Yep, and you know, and pull him, pull him out. They did, um, but then um, he came out to celebrate um, after the team won the game. So he was asked to go to the locker room, um, stay away from everybody. But then he came back onto the field and celebrated, and uh, not just celebrated, man. When when I look at the replays, I see this guy like hugging, jumping on people, no mask. Um, he was like face to face with his girl. Uh, he was wow, sitting right crazy. next to Dave Roberts in the team picture. What? I was just like, and wow, wow. Dave Roberts is a um, cancer survivor. As well. Holy crap. Oh, shoot. If that's man. the case, that's definitely negligent on right, Dave Roberts' right. part. Like, how My could, goodness. I, that even looks worse on them now. I did not even know that. Wow. I just think it's... I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest. I, I understand it's, 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 it's unfortunate that he was out there, but... He won the World Series, a, a an opportunity of a lifetime, something he might never do again. It's his first um, World Series. I I just understand the the need to want to be out there. And I bet you his manager, who was a cancer survivor, actually wanted him to be out there. It's unfortunate the situation that we're in with the virus and all, but I think I think everybody just wants to celebrate. Unfortunately, he did that. I think I think maybe he could have wear his mask the whole time and maybe not get too close to people, but. All I'm gonna say is I understand, man. If I if I won anything, the World Series, the Super Bowl, anything, it would be really hard for me to like not want to be out there with my teammates and my family and my coach, and my teammates that I fought with all year long. It, mm-hmm. it would be it would just be very hard not to be out there with them. Yeah, I think both me and Barry are like, what, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, right, right. This is Vlad's take no, on but, this? But, but, <laughs> but, but, like, the, the, biggest game, the biggest game of the year, you win it, and you have to stay in the locker room? That's I. That's going to be really hard. I, I advocate for people to wear a mask and stay safe and all that, but I just, I just understood. Listen, I, bro. I just... Like I just understood his his need to want to be out there. I get exactly um, what you're talking about, but if I'm on that team, I don't care if we just went stay the fuck away from me. Bro. I'm telling you, you, you like, wouldn't feel that at way. Least, at least wear it, a mask. Let me let me at saying. least wear a mask. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree. He should have. How do you come up wear with a mask? mask on wear a world. scarf, dude. I'd be in a fucking bubble on the field celebrating. You know what I'm saying? Like, like have some sort of face covering, right? For real, something. Get a get a football helmet. Get a mask. I don't care what happens. Right, as long as your face is covered yeah i completely agree with you guys i think I, he should have wear a mask i see what you're sure. saying you know like in that moment like you're so excited you know what i'm saying like you're not even thinking like fuck that i'm going yeah outside. yeah you know yeah. what i mean but at but the even, same time but i'm saying even his teammates want him want him to be out there listen you i don't doubt I mean? that at all i don't doubt that at all but it's, it just know, sucks it i just feel sucks. like he was a little irresponsible i would have yeah. been you know i would have put a plastic bag he over should, my head you're right he should have been <laughs> plastic bag he should have been able to do both he shouldn't been able to celebrate his team and be safe like put a mask Make sure you don't get so close to people. Like he should have been been doing both. I, I just understand. I was just like I saw a lot of people calling him, but I was just like, man, that's hard, man. It, it's been a hard year. It's been a frustrating year. Right. It's been a frustrating three, four years because they've been to the World Series like two, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. and I right. just it's just hard to not come out here and celebrate. Even his coach who knows 
he shouldn't be out there didn't even care at that moment you know what i mean just because the surmountable happiness you feel at that moment just comes over you and you just don't you know you're not even i feel you but you're right a hundred percent he should wear his mask Listen, and man. he should have tried to keep his distance even if i felt good bro like for, i mean me personally i would have did something to protect you yeah, guys yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. like no, like i said sure. like i'd put a freaking plastic bag over my head if i had to because god, <laughs> god forbid god forbid something happened to his coach it would be a really bad listen day. i know there's masks in there among his teammates right they have masks you put one of them you know medical ones on and then put another one over it at yeah. least bro you know that no, that's that's real, where man. i'm that's at with facts, that, you know man. i'm with you on that bro that's yeah, big man. facts um but you know congratulations to uh the the dodgers you know uh mookie betts came in um i think he was responsible for two two um two of their runs, two of their yeah, runs. thing that world series and particularly that uh game six yeah he had that what first run of uh the game and and stuff and then he had the you know home run and the end of the game in the eighth inning that was pretty much insurance and the dagger uh you know for for the dodgers so no he made a pretty good uh impact on the the, the series for sure and pretty much uh brought that championship experience and that championship pedigree that he had with the red sox he brought that to um la with the dodgers and it definitely paid off uh for for them so definitely big uh shout out to mookie betts and then also Corey seager yep was the mvp the, uh, what mvp believe was he like the first uh shortstop to to win that uh the recent uh most recent Yes, I think he's he's the first one to win it in a while. So uh, he had another really good uh, series as well. So no, by far the Dodgers definitely deserved to win this uh, World Series. They were you know the better team and the more talented team, and you could just tell like this was the year. Like everything was uh, you know falling in place for them and and going their way, and they uh, you know definitely uh, played like uh, you know a World Series. Uh, championship caliber team uh, and Clayton Kershaw finally got it to, together and got uh, out of his uh, postseason of uh, what was kind of reminding me like of David Price on when the Red Sox won the World Series and now he had all those postseason uh, woes and he finally had that great postseason in 2018 and uh, won us the World Series so uh, Clayton Kershaw definitely pitched well for them and did his thing as well as the rest of the team pitched uh, well and uh you know, and, and did their thing too, but I want to give credit to the Tampa Bay Rays because they played, I thought, pretty well um, for the most part. They made some mistakes, especially taking their picture out after six innings. Oh, like, that was wild. That, was, that was wild. He was, he was in the zone, like, in on top of his game and, like, shutting down that whole lineup. And just because it was about to be the third time around, around the order that lineup the manager kevin cash decided to take him out and yeah i thought that was uh absolutely ridiculous and outrageous uh for him to to do that and especially when uh you just because he let one guy on and the guy got a base hit and and, and i get third time around the order usually that's when a lineup does well but uh, I definitely don't agree with that decision, and I cost them uh, a World Series, and it was unfortunate because that that series, if that didn't happen, I think that would have gone to Game Seven. Uh, but you know, but give credit to the Dodgers for you know fighting back and uh, and and winning the, the the series and becoming the World Champions. Yeah, facts, man. You know, um, 
that was definitely a, a fatal fatal move for um, the Tampa Bay Rays taking that pitcher out there, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was had, one of the worst had, decisions um, pitched, I've seen um, in, a, in a baseball game. He had game. pitched six innings, and um, you know he had one. I think he gave up one hit or something like that. And yeah, then, only like one um, hit. Right, right. And then as soon as they took him out, man, there was there was um, base hits and home runs. So that was right, bad. Right, starting to get it on base, and right. the Dodgers look like um, lineup started to get into a rhythm. Right. Yeah, and Corey Seager, man, you know he batted four hundred in, in in this. Um, in the series, I, you know, he actually, can see why he got MVP. right. He actually, um, was the NLCS MVP as well. Wow. Um, well, he yeah. had a great postseason. Big yeah, man. shout out to him. Yeah. And he, he became like the eighth player to ever win the, the LCS and world series MVP honors in the same season. Wow, right. Um, the last to do it was Madison Baumgartner of the giants in 2014. So congrats to him and, and, and everything he did in, in, in the series. Um, and lastly, Red Sox are in con- contact with Alex Cora. Um, after his suspension is over, he is rumored to be coming back as manager. Um, I don't know, you know, how true the rumors are, but he, he is in talks with, with the Red Sox. And, um, I know a lot of Red Sox fans want to see him back, um, with the team, mm-hmm. you know, as well as a lot of Red Sox fans that want to, don't want to see him back because of, you know, the, the, um, what do you call it? The scandal he was involved with the Astros. So, um, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, but, um, you know, people that really want the Red Sox to succeed know, you know, his track record and, you know, the, the type of manager, the caliber of manager he was when he was here. So, um, the World Series here. Me personally, I'd like to see him back here. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't know who we're going to bring in to do a better job than him. You know what I'm saying? Um, who we could be excited about. Cause I feel like the, the whole region would be excited about Alex Cora coming back. Um, Maybe running back. I don't really? know. Even even after the scandal of uh, him cheating with the Astros, you still think the fan base in Red Sox Nation would be excited about the Red Sox bringing Alex Cora as their manager back, John? You really feel that way? Yeah. Um. Actually, he he like posted some something on Halloween where he was posing with the um with the um the trophy. And mm-hmm. somebody that works for the Red Sox says, Let, "Let's run it back," or you know, somebody that's affiliated with the Red wow. Sox. So I think I think people huh. would be excited to see him back. And you know, the fact that MLB didn't do shit to the Houston Astros, why are we here? You know, like harping on you know Alex Cora and you know putting him down when MLB didn't do shit to the Astros and they made it all the way where they went and made it right. You know and interesting name? enough, John, that the actual manager of that team who. You know, it was a part of that scandal that year. He already has a job now. Look he already got another manager job. He just got hired by the Detroit Tigers. So why can't you know what I'm saying? Like, we, listen, and it hasn't bring, even been up to a year since they've uh, come come out with that scandal and punished them uh, for the, the MLB, and yet he's already back managing and and working in, in baseball already. So yeah. like, they couldn't shouldn't hold Alex Cora hostage if the because he was a bench coach at that time, so he wasn't even the manager when all that scandal was going on. So if the head guy is already has a job, right? Why can't Alex Cora not have a job? That's a fact, man. So that that's my opinion on it, man. No, no, um, I, I'm I'm with you on on that, John, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, we want to move into soccer, Vlad. Yes. Um. So this week we are celebrating the 60th birthday of Diego Armando Maradona. Maradona. Um, one of the greatest soccer players ever. Um, and also, Cristiano Ronaldo tested positive for COVID-19 a couple of weeks ago. He finally tested negative. So he's finally back with his team. Oh, great. Awesome. awesome. Um, and the the team had lost every game without him, except for one game, I think. Wow. And, oh, really? Um, wow, so he's still been playing well. 
No, they have lost. Oh, they, they lost. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I missed something. He's like that's LeBron my fault. of the league, bro. But not right, 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 right. No, 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 I, I got confused. That's my fault. So they hadn't been playing well. No, I, I got you. Now that he's back, they actually won a game, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have too many updates today, but those two updates. Okay, nice, man. Um, we're gonna move into a question of the week, which is um from somebody familiar, man. And um, we definitely want to thank you for continually sending in your questions to us, man. Um, you know, and I think the whole show um, basically is pro fan sports podcast, right? So we're where the fans of the pros go. And uh, we appreciate the people that, you know, write in the questions. You know what I'm saying? Because we're fans of the pros. And, you know, if we have any any insight on what's happening in the pro in the pro game, we, we'd love to get those questions. So um, if you want to send a questions is uh, profansports1 at gmail.com or hit up any of us. Um, we're on social media. Follow us on Instagram, profans underscore sport. You'll get all our contacts, all our, you know, personal um, personal Instagram pages. You can connect with us if you really want to. Um, but Eddie Rodriguez, man, shout outs to you again. Yes, um, big shout out to Eddie, my guy. Um, and his question was, do you think the Steelers can beat the Ravens with um, Big Ben? Do you think Lamar Jackson will throw or run more during the game? Well, the Steelers did beat the Ravens 28-24. And Lamar Jackson, I know he threw an interception. And he also threw a couple touchdowns. Um, I don't know if he threw more or if he ran more. But but he goes, your answer. I mean, you already got your answer. Right, right. I mean, as we just saw, the Steelers... Just beat the Ravens. I mean, they, they barely beat him, but a win's a win. I uh, did see catch the end of that game after the, you know, Pats game uh, against the Bills. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty close uh, game. The Ravens even had the ball at the last, uh, you know, second in the game and had a chance to win and, you know, fell short of, uh, you know, completing their comeback. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, definitely, you know, Ravens, I mean, Steelers can beat any team with, uh, with Big Ben, particularly with the way they're playing right now. They're playing really well, uh, seven and zero. They're, you know, the best team in, in football, uh, r- r- right now. So they, you know, they, they definitely have a chance to win, uh, any game with, you know, Big Ben healthy and playing the way that he's been playing. And, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, I didn't see the stats. As I, far- I got the stats right now. Okay. So Thank Lamar Jackson through, um, thirteen. He was thirteen for twenty-eight. He threw for two hundred and eight yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. He ran sixteen times for sixty-five yards. Mm. Wow. So I mean, he did run the ball uh, a lot, and uh, yeah, and then have quite a few rushes. Uh, yeah, I would have still said even if I didn't know those stats that Vlad just uh, stated, I would have probably still said throw the. Ball more, he would have threw more than ran it and during the game. Uh, but and I wouldn't guess that he ran it that many times. So, but I thought he did okay. Obviously, he made some mistakes that cost him. But uh, yeah, you know, he de- definitely he's gonna throw more uh, than run in pretty much just about all the games they play uh, this year for the Ravens. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think you guys, you know, answered the, the, the questions, you know. So, um, I mean, congratulations, Eddie. Uh, your team beat <laughs> beat the Ravens. So, I that's think that, that's, win for that's the most sure. important thing, you know what I'm saying? Right, your team right. won, right? Um, I don't think Lamar I, – I never – I mean, Lamar Jackson's definitely going to um, throw in and run the game and run during the game. Um, but I don't think, you know, the Ravens are going to win many games if – 
Lamar Jackson is running more than throwing. You know what I'm saying? Because that they actually need to throw. You know, um, if you're watching, if you watch the Patriots game, we actually need to, you know, be able to get some completions down the field to win these some of these games, man. And um, so um, he's always gonna he's always gonna need to throw. You know, no matter how inaccurate or you know the lack of production from the receivers. That's why they signed um. Des Bryant, because, you know, they're missing a lot on offense when it comes to the receiving core. Um, and I think the one guy they, they got, um, what's his name, Brown? Yeah, Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. Right, he, I, can, I like he can't him. do it by himself. You know, I, I like him, too. He was on He's on my fantasy team, and he didn't do much today, man. I um, think he got a one touchdown, but other than that, right, he right. didn't do uh, too much. I didn't even see that. He got the touchdown. The whole time I'm looking, he had zero points, so... Um, I think you know, it was late that he got that touchdown yeah. later in well, the, the game. But congratulations, thank God. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> at least yeah. he got you, you some know, fantasy you points this week. At you least know? he contributed to your fantasy team somehow, John. No facts, man. But um, again, Eddie, man, we please thank keep you again, Eddie, for the question. As many bro. questions as you want, bro. Right, we'll just keep sending those them. questions. Keep um, them coming. You know, we'll we'll try to get in as many questions as we can during the show, man. And you know, thank you for your thoughts, Barry. You told me what was going on and and the you know thoughts you had on the on the podcast. I don't even need to repeat any of that. Right, uh, right. We appreciate the thoughts and you know you continually listening to the podcast and um supporting us, man. Keep keep spreading the word out in Philly, man. Yeah, no, for for sure. Big shout outs to Eddie. Glad that we have a big fan of uh, the podcast and in Phil in Philadelphia and. Uh, you know, and that he's been supporting and listening every week. And, you know, he appreciates, uh, you know, what we do and enjoys listening to us. So, yeah, man, keep on listening and keep on sending those questions. And we'll definitely keep, uh, you know, putting out episodes and keep answering those questions uh, whenever you uh, want to send them. Yeah, man, you, you said exactly right, Barry. Um, So now we're going to move into the Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. And um, I think Barry got a, a good person this week. What's going on with that? Yeah, definitely. I would agree with you on that, that we certainly have a good and uh, special person and individual for this week's uh, Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. Uh, and that person would be uh, the Washington football team head coach, Ron Rivera. That still sounds weird saying Washington football team, <laughs> <laughs> but... Nonetheless, better than the other thing, right? Facts, facts, and we're obviously not gonna say that on a on the podcast. So y'all already know what the other name was. So you know that you know definitely goes without saying. But nonetheless, uh, he did you know something that was you know really pretty awesome and and really uh a great and and inspiring you know accomplishment. Uh, so I'm sure if you guys don't know, he had. had Apparently, been going through some, uh, you know, some cancer, and has been fighting through that uh, throughout the season, and even during, uh, you know, training camp. Uh, but uh, this past week, it it was actually right after they beat the, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the, the next day, he apparently had uh, his last round of chemotherapy and proton uh, therapy uh, making it the end of his seven weeks of treatment uh, so yeah he still has several more weeks of follow-up appointments and scans but uh, Monday was definitely a milestone for Ron Rivera since he fin- was able to get through his uh, you know his chemotherapy uh, treatments successfully so they did, which is pretty uh, awesome 
because he's been thrown through a lot of, uh, you know, pain and I'm sure it's really affected him and the team and, uh, throughout the season. And uh, I was good that they even won the game against the Cowboys and won that for him. Uh, and it was actually pretty cool. Uh, he actually got to ring a bell, uh, inside, uh, the hospital as he was going through the last round of his, uh, chemotherapy, uh, treatment and all the nurses, you know, clapped and cheered for him as he was ringing, uh, that bell. Uh, so, uh, definitely he's, you know, Rivera strong and he, uh, certainly has shown a lot of strength and, uh, been brave and courageous, uh, for continuing to coach and do his job through this tough time that he's going through and through going, uh, through these treatments and certainly, uh, you know, have a lot of respect for him, uh, for being able to get through that situation and being able to still continue to do his job and to continue to coach the, the football team, uh, while he was going through the treatment. So, uh, you know, congrats to Ron Rivera on being this week's Be Money Lifestyle Person of the Week. And now, and that's definitely that Be Money Lifestyle. Uh, and I also want to give a special shout out. Um, this week to my mother who will be celebrating a birthday on uh, November 2nd. Uh, so definitely happy birthday, uh, mom, R Regina Abois, that's her name. So I definitely wanted to show her some love and, uh, and, 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 and give her a shout out for her big birthday coming up. Oh yeah, man. Um, shout outs to your mom, man. Um, what's Appreciate your mom's it. name again, dude? Uh, Regina. Regina. Yeah, I remember you said that on one of the podcasts, like one of our earlier ones. You yeah, know, oh, the one that we did, I think, on Mother's Day, which yeah, was my birthday, like yeah. May and May, man. Regina, happy birthday, Barry's mom. Yes, thank you, know, you John. And, Appreciate it, and, man, and many more. And right, uh, right. Glad that she made it a. Uh, another year and has another year ahead so Fact, definitely man. blessed to still have her around yeah and um congratulations to ron rivera I, I had been following that story for some time too and um it's definitely kind of crazy that you know you're going through chemo and still working at the same time so um right, you know sure i'm glad that you know he was lucky enough to figure out whatever happened with him um early enough to you know get treatment and you know get into a better health status and hopefully that that stays the way it does you know what i'm saying um and that's gonna be it for episode 33 man so oh i just right. wanna, i just want to wish um barry's mom a happy birthday Ooh, oh thank okay, you okay. i appreciate and that congrats man. congrats to um Juan rivera no for real for real yeah thanks yeah, fellas on that but appreciate it thanks for the love for, for my mom facts man and like i was about to say man that's it that's gonna be it for episode 33 man we'll catch you guys on episode 34 <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> what the fuck? What oh, is that? I think I'm still recording. This is crazy right here. Oh man, this dude oh, just slapped his Oh my god! <laughs> Damn. You know what? I'm. If you were just listening to that, check out the Bears game on Sunday. That's that. That was the reaction. All right, peace.